Meet me at the ice cream truck. I'll buy you some ice cream. You know what I mean? The show is obscene, but I bet you gon' like these three dudes trying to get along. Craig Coleman and Matt Fulcheron. Don't forget to start the show. EA Dub, Eric Allen Wendell. Let's roll, try to keep up. Turn up the AC, stay cheating up. Eat it up, time to devour the full charge power hour. Yo, everybody. It's Matt Fulcheron, the full charge. Uh, before I get to my very special guest, Burt Kreischer, remember to come see me in Valley Park, Missouri, which is outside of St. Louis. And that's June 26th through 29th. And I'm going to be at some kind of comedy show in Miami, Florida. Deerfield Comedy Show, July 8th in South Florida. Somewhere around Miami. Uh, in the meantime... Oh, oh, and don't forget to buy my album. Uh, this is the part of the job I hate. And donate if you like this show. Enjoy Burt Kreischer. All right, I'm going to start the podcast. Michelle Wee on the 18th hole. She's got a two-under lead. She's about 110 away from the green. She's got a pitching wedge. She put it up there nice. I think she likes it. It's in. Nice roll up to the hole, Michelle. She's about 15 feet from the pin. Her mom is ecstatic. Her mom is running around the green on the 18th looking for her father. Her father, as we all know, got Michelle into golf at a very young age. She was a phenom, a prodigy, a lot would say, but struggled. And I think a lot of the struggles were adolescence and uh, and expectations, you know. she's uh, She is a athletic specimen quite honestly, and was built for this game. In Hawaii, father traveled with her a bunch. Do I sound like a good commentator? Yeah, no, you're good. This is your call. I ran into her in a elevator with my daughters. Michelle Wee stands around 6'3", and is an intimidating force. And my daughters gawked at her. They were like, whoa, Michelle's playing with uh, Jennifer Yo, and Jennifer Yo just put it about... Two feet from the pin. Michelle's got to be jealous. The competition never draws to an end when you're a competitor like Michelle. And so, like, how big is Michelle? Not literally, but, like, how she how is, high ranked is she? I think she's number one. She is the best female golfer in the world. She is the Tiger Woods of the female tour right now. So that is the key to golf. It's you got to be a mixed Asian race, right? I get well. I think. Can we get racial right off the bat, please? I think. I mean, not. I, I watched something on Real Sports about it. Anytime I ever talk about sports, is that me or you? That's me. Anytime I talk about sports and race, it always comes off extremely racist. So like, I never like, <laughs> and I have no interest. I have no like. I have no agenda. So I, I always kind of veer away from it because it's like you go, like he did. Uh, Brian Gumball did a thing about Koreans and golf, and apparently. Like Korean families are are spending a ton of money to get their kids into golf, right? And in Korea, there's not a lot of. And by the way, I'm not accurate on what I'm saying, so I'm just guessing from what I kind of remember, right? But there's not a lot of open space in Asia to golf in, and so they a lot of these kids don't plan a course until they're like 15 when they go to Hawaii for the first time, right? So a lot of a lot of Asia flies to Hawaii just simply to play golf. And a lot of South Koreans have problems if they hit the ball into North Korea, they can't well, you go don't in wanna, and get yeah, it. You don't want to slice. It's really bad to slice over to the 34th parallel. <laughs> Look at this. Michelle Wee's looking at her book. Like, here, this is the kind of commentator I really would be. What is she looking at? She's on the green. 
She can read a green inside and out. What's she looking at? She's what are going these through charts? pamphlets. Do you think she's looking at like I wonder what a good place to eat later would be? Yeah, she's like she's so far advanced. Dinner. Yang, uh, Jennifer Yang, not Jennifer Yo. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Jennifer Yang. So is about three feet. She's letting. This is interesting part of golf. Jennifer Yang is putting first, even though she's not closest to the pin, because she's letting Michelle we just putt and then tap in for the win for the tournament. Yeah, this is go. the first time I've ever watched golf. I watch golf all the time on the road. And um, and is it just always golf season, or what's going on with golf? Uh, it's there's a golf season, yeah. <laughs> there's a tour, and uh, and it's yeah. Certain Tiger pulled out of the tour pretty early this season. Here's something weird that's going on right here in Dayton, Ohio. What's that? And I think it was going on in Des Moines too last week. Is the World Cup's going on right now? Yeah. And so Did you see downstairs, it's fucking packed with kids. Yeah, and so so that means everyone's playing soccer. They time their soccer games. And tournaments to go with the World Cup, right? Is that, is, I don't know. I, I've never played soccer in my life because because when, when, when I was a kid growing up, you either played soccer or you were an American, right? Exactly. Like you either played baseball like an American or you were a pinko commie bastard. I went and you to liked soccer. I went to a, a pinko commie high school where there was no football team. Really? Yeah, that's that's um, kind of unacceptable in this country. Uh, but it did knock us up to like football player status. Really? Did you well, play soccer? I, mean, I played soccer for three years, and then I went full time oh, skateboarding. Uh, my senior year, I was like, "What am I doing this for?" Here we go, Michelle Yeoh for the winning putt of the female open, and it's short. Ooh. It's short by a solid. Oh, now here's where we get looks. Still, she's still hot. She though. can tap in. She's got like a two putt lead, two stroke lead. But my question is. Let's see her get a case of the yips. Okay. The yips. Do you know what the yips are? That's when you choke right you at the choke last minute. It's, and it's so easy. <laughs> I got a case of the yips when I was in. When I was in, I think it's called the yips. I think all I have is the yips. <laughs> I, I went. Uh, I went golfing at Los Feliz, that Los Feliz golf course that's in Swingers. Yeah. yeah. And I, I got so frustrated. There's that movie, uh, that Judd Nelson movie called uh, From the Hip. Oh yeah, and there's a bad guy in that movie. He gets so frustrated playing golf, and he's always throwing his golf clubs and shit. Yeah, that was me. I lost my shit. I mean, I was a younger man. I was God, a more volatile man. Boom! No yips for her. She won. She USGA won. GA Open. This and, woman is a beast. And so women's golf. I think that's her dad or brother. No, that guy's white. <laughs> he just wanted to get some in. That was like shall a, we? 2004. That was her Open champion. That was her roadie. What, what do they call those? Did I just say 2004? Spray yeah. her with champagne. What if she has a drinking problem? This is really tempting. Just bukkakied her. I feel, like, I feel like people think you don't have a drinking problem if you're a winner. So you can, you can fall off the wagon for like another week or whatever. They don't think it's a real problem. But no one ever is going to call you on your drinking problem if you're making money. Exactly. It's, oh, that's so-and-so. That's yep. Mike. Damn it. Dwight Gooden threw another no-hitter. What was that guy? There was a golfer that had... Inc- an incredible drinking John problem. John Daly. Yeah. And he would have to have, you know, he'd have to have booze in the morning because he had the shakes too bad. Boy, I would like to lick that champagne off her. Oh, my gosh. She has got gorgeous. a perfect body. A per- her mouth is a little small for my taste. Eh. Like she- I like women with big lips. Yeah, but it's all in proportion. Like if you saw her. I saw person- her. I saw her. Her mouth is regular size to any other human. <laughs> But like with her on her face at seven feet or however tall she is, yeah. my kids could not stop staring. Yeah, and I was and I was I was, I was in, 
I wanted to impart on them the learning lesson that that woman, you just walked by a champion. Right. You walked by a champion. Remember this moment. Right. Like, and, and, but they just were like, she's huge. <laughs> um, so this was in Hawaii? Yeah, in Hawaii. We, were at, we went to Hawaii for a week. And uh, my kid has just been on vacation this entire fucking year. Really? Yeah, they haven't done a goddamn thing. They go to school or anything? Yeah, they went to school, but they've been like they had one week in Hawaii and for spring break, and then they've been in Alabama for two weeks. They'll be there for another week. Then they're in Florida for two weeks. Mm-hmm. They just fucking they're on tour. Well, like father, like daughter, right? <laughs> yeah, like father, like daughter, like daughter. <laughs> um, We're in the middle of a tour right now. We uh, we did Des Moines last year, no, last, last week. week. Yeah. Des Moines, Iowa, which is way more fun than I was thought it was going to be. Oh, Des Moines is a lot of fun. I went there last year. It was just like regular run of the mill, nothing to it. Yeah, I was with Ralph Harris, who was like a nice guy, but like it wasn't anything to it. We went there this time, and already in the car, they're like, "Everyone gets excited when you come to town." By the way, they're like, "It's going to be a fun week." Oh, birds yeah, here! Excited drink. And then, uh, and she's like, "Yeah, last year this is uh, the club owner's daughter in Des Moines." She's like, "Last year." Bud did, Bert did a mud run. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? And she describes it as this this thing where you just go, you're in the mud. Do they water it down or what? Oh, it's it's like an eight-mile course, and they and it's all mud. Right. It's all knee-deep mud. Right. So it is the most crucial, crucial, crucial? Crucial. Gruesome. Gruesome and crucial. It is the most crucial. ridiculous fucking run i've ever done in my life and i was so uncomfortable and i was so miserable and i was out of shape but they had seen me do something very similar to this on so tv they, right tv so they were like well bert can do it this yeah is, you know and so they were like come on bert we signed up the whole club so the whole fucking club the servers the the fucking barbacks the kitchen staff i heard some goth kid went out there who just did not jeans, look the part in jeans and combat boots not the type of person you used to seeing in the daylight. Leisha quit halfway through. Right. And because w- you could quit. She's the club owner. Yeah, and she just walked across a field. There were worms in the mud, all through the mud. <laughs> yeah, it's mud. Fucking dis- Leisha's daughters quit at the- within like five fucking minutes. Right. And they all just walked to the end and then hung out there and drank. Right. And I did the whole race. But I got to be honest with you, and this sounds creepy, and by yeah. the way, I'm well aware of how creepy I sound these days. Do you think this, the skateboard's not going to fit my fucking bag? It might not. You might have to check it or something. Oh, son of a fucking bitch. Bert got a skate. Bert uh, started skateboarding again. Brought a skateboard and someone gave him a skateboard at the show last night. So he's but back no, no, in no. it. And we've been trying to skateboard five seconds at a time after yeah. we've already been drinking and no one's making any progress. <laughs> I thought I was so good until I got on the skateboard the other night and I couldn't do a nose wheelie. And I just like I, I felt like an ass. So wait, so this is gonna so sound creepy. Yeah, but I'm doing the mud run, and and it, this happened by the way with us when we were doing our run. Yeah, because me and you were like for the first mile we're running with each other. Right, and then I was like I had, we drank. Well, we'll talk about our. We'll run talk, in a yeah, second. we'll work into that. But like, uh, but I, there I was running behind this girl that was in like volleyball shorts. Yeah, and covered in mud. Yeah, and it's like you can see it like, like, and it was so fucking hot yeah that i literally said i'm just gonna stay behind her for the whole run right and then you there are obstacles you gotta slide under and so yeah. she's like squatting and and getting on her stomach and crawling and i'm crawling like right behind her and it was creepy as fuck but i don't like i can't help it i'm a right it was my inspiration right and so no that's it's better than a fucking that's, that's, tv on front of a, in front of a treadmill that's how building is get made that's yeah. how software gets written yeah it's all trying to get that ass yep you know 
Um, and so this is eight miles. There's obstacles in this eight miles. Obstacles. Like I can only imagine how heavy your feet get and how exhausting this is. I left my shoes there. And then you did two shows that night? Did two shows that night. Oh, my God. So We went and drank afterwards, ate, drank, and then went and did two shows, and I was wiped out. Right. And so there's mud in every orifice. I assumed you were wiped out, and Jesse, who picked me up, was telling me all about this, and I was like, oh, I, I can't do this mud run. I'm already like getting in my head like... How am I going to get out of this mud run? Because that sounds insane, right? Yeah. So, but then I go down. But I do like to run. Clears my head. Takes my mind off the torture that I'm putting myself through on yeah. a daily basis. So I'm running on the treadmill in the fitness center, in the hotel. And you roll up and you're like, hey, you want to run a 5K tomorrow? <laughs> and I couldn't be like, oh, no, I don't treadmill. run yeah. because I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> but at least, like, I could tell this is something different. I could tell this is just like a 5K not a mud run. Yeah. There was no mention of mud run. So I'm like, all right, I'm doing this shit. And you, you even thought it was going to be kind of like a pub crawl in a way. Because it, it starts at a brewery. I thought it was, a, it was the run to Exile. And so yeah. they're like – And Exile's a bar. What they were showing on the map were the – I guess the turning points yeah. had been marked in, uh, with like little you know, pins on, yeah. the, on the map online. And that was, and then they were marking the mileages. And I thought each of those pins was a bar we were stopping. Right, at. right. So I read it and I was like, "Damn it! I meant to be healthy, but fuck it! I already signed up. Uh, let's just do let's it. Let's just do it, right? Because you weren't drinking for the first couple of days. I didn't drink for the first two days we got there because yeah. I was waiting liver results. Right. So we go and then we. Yeah. Well, for, first of all, like, so it's like, all right, Friday night, two shows, and it's like, okay, tomorrow's the five k. Cool. And then Leisha's dropping us off at the hotel, and she goes, all right, so uh, Farmer uh, – because the, the run's supposed to be at 2 o'clock. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. Sleep in. Go go run. Yeah. And then she goes, all right, so I'll see you at 945. And farmer's like, market. I was like, 945? <laughs> and you guys are both like, farmer's market, dude. Farmer's market. You can't market. go running without the farmer's market. We went to the farmer's market and just With, murdered food. We murdered food. What, tell, tell everybody what you had. I had everything. I had a sausage to start off with. I had a bunch of donuts. I had a breakfast. Uh, no, I had uh, two enchiladas. I had some gooners. Uh, I ate. I had a kombucha. I had everything. I Inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> but we were good. We like the staff was drinking, but we were cool. Yeah, because it was hot out for starters. Yeah, and and so and then and we, by the way, talking about uh, inspiration, there were some beautiful women at the uh, at the farmers market. It was unbelievable. I was. I, I hadn't seen the Midwest do it so right in so in such a th- long time. There were g- gorgeous women. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah. There were gorgeous women. But 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 and I'm not, by the way, I'm not sounding negative about Des Moines. But there's a little something flea markety about the Des Moines farmers market. Okay, yeah. It's not necessarily like what we're used to in farmers markets, right. In LA, because hipsters really have turned the farmers market. Hipsters decided to make cobble their own shoes. I want to learn how to cobble shoes. It's weird because and it happens in Brooklyn even more in LA. It's like all right, we're moving to the city and we're going to be farmers yeah like we're going to live like farmers we're going to live like hippies i'm going to have a beehive colony in my backyard (laughs) even though that's horrifically dangerous dude when i was in brooklyn there was i live in williamsburg which is like the fucking hip place i lived there uh, in 2012 and people seriously had gardens coming out of their house like right in front of their stoops and stuff and on top of their roofs it's so crazy to think you're leaving your food 
for strangers to spit on. Yeah. Like you're leaving your food in front of your house. For dogs to shit on. Dogs are shitting. If you said, here's some, here's some, uh, some fucking Oreos. Right. Where do you want to keep them? Put them on the sidewalk. I'll get them tomorrow. Right. You'd never fucking no. do that. Those are for homeless people now. Yeah. So we get to the uh, do exile. Just, do homeless people just eat those? I need a tomato and a cucumber. I would, you know, homeless people have weird tastes. They don't. They don't go healthy. I don't think homeless <laughs> they're people. Ve- they're not vegan, healthy no. homeless people. I think they just go straight for taste. They're not exactly. Yeah. They don't have their priorities straight. Homeless people. Yeah. I mean, I forget who was telling me they, you know, they offered a homeless person something. I've seen you on Curb Your Enthusiasm, which means it probably came from a real place. It's like, hey, do you want this tuna fish sandwich? And they're like, nah, I don't like tuna fish. Like, there's picky homeless people. My buddy out Eddie there. and I had uh, we got a pizza with. Well, it's and by the way, it, I, I almost back up the homeless guy. We got a pizza with anchovies, and we didn't realize how lo- little we liked anchovies, right? Because they put them all over. They don't just like sprinkle them like conservatively, like the ma- way you do it, right? They just put them all over. Like you must yeah. love anchovies, right? And we were like, oh, this isn't that bad, and so uh, this isn't that good, and so we were walking home. We were walking down Eleventh Street in the East Village, and he was like, "Why don't we just give the pizza to the homeless guy?" And we're like, "Hey, man." Uh, you want a pizza? And he's like, what's on it? And Eddie goes, uh, what do you mean what's on it? And he goes, what's on it? And Eddie goes, anchovies. And the guy goes, pass. <laughs> well, it's funny because I think probably homeless people in New York have a real choice. Like there's a million yeah. garbage cans. A million people there's are walking million, past with leftovers. There's a million bad food orders. Yeah. So they probably just go in like a restaurant area or like a place where there's a lot of restaurants By the way, when they get buddy, hungry. My buddy Eddie texted me today. He read the book. Uh-huh. And he's in the book pretty yeah, aggressively. Your book. And he loved it. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> it was like one of those texts I got at like fucking 11. And I got in at like five or six last night. Birds yeah. were chirping when I got in last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done that in a That's really long funny. time. That's funny. Let's skip to uh, let's Tarantino this podcast. We'll put a pin in the uh, the run story. But well, last no, 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 no. Let's, let's, all right, let's, all right. let's finish up the run story. So we, get, so we get to the bar, Exile. Exile is where the run and starts. My buddy Pasha... Who met me on who who listens to Rogan and my podcast? Right, hits me up and he's like, he's like, I got you covered. I go, listen, I'm bringing Matt Fultron. Right, and he goes, I didn't know the full charges in town. Oh yeah, so he's a fan of yours too. Right, so he's like, I got you guys covered. Right, we get there and the first thing Leisha and her daughters do, they're like, Do you guys want a beer? And I'm like, Yeah, might as well fucking break the seal now. And because, uh, in our defense, I was looking around and I did see people in athletic clothing drinking beers. I did too, and I still thought this was a pub crawl to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but I'm still a little bit nervous about this race, and I don't know why, because I run every day. But for some reason, I was kind of nervous about it. Maybe because my health insurance isn't paid in full right now. But I got to the um, like the little table, and they don't have my name. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'm tapping out. I'm just going to stay here and drink while Bert fucking takes care of this. Of course, dude hooked me up yep. with all the numbers and everything. And we're there for a while. We're cutting up. We're starting to like dig we our got own graves. An hour earlier, early. We're we start digging our own graves a little bit because the girls are cute. Let's face it. Yeah, and it's, they're and good company. By the way, I called Brant Tobler and I told him I said, "When you're on the road, you enter fucking five Ks. <laughs> you will meet so much ass. All single fucking yeah. girls looking it's to true. network, looking Listen. for something to do on a Saturday afternoon that isn't like if you're married, you go watch your kids play softball, right? Or if you're, or if you're dating someone, you go see his intramural softball game, or right. maybe you guys go do something date wise. But when you're single. You don't you you go to five fucking k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all the girls are good looking enough and in shape enough to run a five fucking k. Yeah. And those ten k girls, whew, get your paws on that shit, dude. What, those ten k girls, when they decide halfway through, they're like, "Fucking, I'm doing the ten k." I just looked at you. I was like, "Always been out of my league." 
The reason I never caught you is you're running the 10K and I'm on the 5K with the girl with the girl with who's just getting overweight issues. Always a 5K or never a 10K. So never a 10 k So we're starting to get we're starting in the mood. We're starting to like and you go up and you make a, a little speech <coughs> and you go, let's have fun. Let's have make a good sure you time. have a bunch of drinks and let's have a race. And I go, then, this is great. Matt and I have been here for an hour. It's a real cool, this builds community. I want to thank Pasha for getting us into this race. This is going to be fun. Everyone make sure you get a beer. <laughs> Matt and I have had like four by now. And so we'll see you on the course. And Pasha grabs the microphone and goes, no one drink. No one's goes, supposed to drink. Do not listen to what Bert said. I mean, listen, like, listen to what everything he said, yeah. but do not have a drink. And, and I'm just sitting there drinking a beer like, oh. Do not have a drink. Yeah, it is kind of hot. This isn't a pub crawl at all. This is a fucking 5K. This is going down. It's time to start stretching. There's no pub crawl whatsoever. We haven't stretched. We haven't fucking... Oh, we've, all we've done is pin the numbers on our chests and drank. And I, 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 my first tip-off is when I went down to the bathroom you know, to, to drain my bladder before the race. And, yeah. and I'm drinking this beer, and I had this number on me. like I was running the race, and everyone was kind of looking at me like, dude... Drinking a fucking beer? You yeah. out of your mind? And I'm like, are you out of your mind? You're doing this sober? We drank like four and then killed one before we got in the race. I had two. You handed me a third. And then this one guy was probably wanted to be down. But, you know, there's, yeah. there's, there's podcast fans out there. That, he's that, like, that, I'll help you kill that. We're like underground celebrities or whatever. And he's like, oh, I'm going to fucking drink Full Charges beer or whatever. And yeah. he just killed it. And I was like, thank God. Because I couldn't get it down. Well, that's why you <laughs> did so well. I fucking was wolfing down beers. <laughs> and everyone was like... And then we got to the we get up to the lineup and I was like I was like Matt let's take the lead. Well, we got the yeah. First of all, we positioned ourselves first. Yep. Out the line, out the starting line. Everyone else was behind us, and you got the camera crew, aka Alicia and her kids and their iPhones, yep. ready to take pictures of us starting the race. And they basically shoot the starting gun, and you tear the. Fuck ahead of everyone else. I fucking you're take like off. twenty, thirty feet ahead of everyone. I was I was keeping pace with the guy that went, ran, won the race, won the ten k. He won the ten k. I kept pace with him, yeah. and I beat him. And I cut the corner, and I was like, I'm gonna throw up. As soon as I wasn't far behind you, and as soon as we got up around that block, I thought I was gonna be sick. I felt extra drunk. Oh. I felt extra thirsty, and I had to piss again. And my neck started swelling. I yeah. was like, I'm going to have a stroke. Right. This is so bad. You start to have to piss, and all I can think is, I can't do fucking three more miles. I literally was like, I'm going to throw up. I, yeah, I was like, if I run a half an hour a day, how come I'm ready to tap out at three minutes right now? Because we're drunk. Yeah. But I thought I could like handle myself with beer. I've had too much beer. But I, I, think, it had a lot, beer. I think it had a lot to do with the sun. It was hot you as know? shit. And it was so, like it was sweltering hot. Right. And so we're running and um and as much as I wanted to die and just t- I, I really thought about just stopping oh, yeah. and just walking the whole thing. Oh yeah. But then I saw all these people like in shape and everything. And like I could tell they did a lot of these and I was like, I wanna beat these fucking nerds. Fuck yeah, like I wanna beat these nerds. There's no better feeling. There was a guy who definitely lifted weights. Yeah. And he had like some badass tattoos, like like pretty like aggressive, t- like you could tell his body when he goes to the beach. Yeah. he's proud of what to take right. his shirt off. Right, his everything was uh, shaved. It's and it detailed, was, but it, but it wasn't like ripped. But like he had like he had like a frat boy fat, like you know, yeah. like just like soft. But right. you could tell he was muscular. He was in shape. Yeah, 
and he had like he had like shirt off and and he could not run and I was fucking <laughs> killing him and he, every time I passed him he got so fucking pissed and he'd start running and and he'd just run to pass me yeah. and then he'd pass me and then he'd start walking again and I'd pass him again and yeah. he'd be like motherfucker there was another guy there was a black dude who was not having it really but, yeah but it's like he was, had never run before yeah. he was literally like it was mad, he was mad at the ground he was hitting the ground as hard as he could with his feet <laughs> and I beat him I beat uh, there was one guy that was like it was like uh, came up next to me. He's like, I gotta get in shape. Everyone looked like athletes, though, didn't they? Everyone looked like athletes, but everyone was so pissed that we were beating them. Yeah, no shit. Because they were like, they were like, oh, you. One girl at the very end was like, I'm not gonna let the drunk guy beat me. <laughs> yes, and you started are. Sprinting, and I was like, Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> at one point, there was a whole festival going on. Around the middle of the race, there was a whole some kind of music festival to our left. Oh yeah, that was the beer. That was the craft beer festival. I almost bought a ticket to this fucking thing just so I can go inside and use the porta potty. I bet we I had to piss bought a ticket, so bad. Killed a beer, pissed, and, and still, still placed. Beat. Yeah. Oh well, you placed seventy six like top twenty five percentile. Oh yeah, and yeah, and I placed in the top fifty. Nice. Yeah, that's fucking great. We showed those nerds, dude. It was, it was fucking and great. we did. Did you experience this? Because we got separated after a while. But did you experience uh, the one guy was like lighting um, a barbecue out on the sidewalk? Oh yeah, and it was causing all this smoke, smoke. all over the fucking place. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Come on, dude." Come on. Yeah. That guy was a dick. Yeah. It was right on the, like, he, was, he lived right by the river right. in Des Moines, and so he was just sparking up a barbecue. Yeah. Like, I'll watch you race. I'll grill some burgers. <laughs> Everybody's like, fuck you. Dude. It was smoke all over the fucking place. That guy was a dick. And then the second half of the, the first half of the race was downtown, so there was all these tall buildings, so there was, there was some shade. The second half was just all in the sun, just beating down on you. road, like, just like... Sucking the life out of It was a you. highway. It was like a highway going into downtown, and it was just hot as fucking and shit. And the, the funny part was is you could tell where the uh, the destination was, Exile, because it was by these tall buildings, and I recognized the landmarks and stuff, and I was like, oh, dude, we're almost there. Yeah. We're almost there. And then all of a sudden- You turn left. You got to take a left and go all the way down, and then turn back around and come all the way back right. They, they had planned it. The race was- It looked like the race that they had planned- was a three mile race in a loop to exile. Yeah. And then they found out that 5K stands for 3.22 miles. <laughs> yeah. So they had literally, you just run down a road for 0.2 miles and yeah. then run back. Like a quarter of a mile. You just ran down a road yeah. for a quarter of a mile and ran back yeah. to get the 0.2. Oh my God. I was, I was dying. That's when I saw you. You just gave me the finger, like, fuck you. And I was just like, oh. this is your idea, dude. And it, I was dying, but I st- I, at that point, I was in. I was like, yeah. I'm doing this shit. Uh, then I finished and, uh, I seriously was done. Like I, I had this whole, like, it wasn't even really a good feeling. I was glad it was over. I was glad I, I did it in like 32 minutes. So I yeah. felt good, but I, I didn't even want to speak. I was so tired. Oh. And I even went and laid down in the grass and shit when, when, uh, and I couldn't even have a beer afterwards. It took me an hour to have a beer. Uh, that beer was so fucking good. Oh, it was so cold. Uh, I had like three after the race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it felt so fucking good yeah. that I was so proud of myself that I fucking beat the majority of people in that race. Yeah. And then I, did, I announced everyone's name, and then we went back and did two shows. Yeah, good thing you were there because uh, that dude... He didn't have as much public speaking experience, Pasha, and he was just like yeah. listing off names. And you're like, "Give me the, give me the list, yeah. give me the list." <laughs> Pasha, it was, 
I was like, Posse, you're, he's like, and the winner for the men's 22, Stephen Wright. Yeah. And you're like. He, yeah, he had, like a, he had like a crappy rhythm. It was like, Stephen Wright. And, yeah. Jeff Stephen. Justin Ina. Congratulations. Come get your medals. <laughs> and then like, I would go, all right. You're like, the, these people won. Give the, them a. For the g- ladies, 20 to 25, a group I have no interest in. <laughs> For the you, ladies, grouped 40 to 45. You, this is my sweet spot, everybody. <laughs> there was these two teenage girls like kind of close to where you're doing that. They were losing their minds. They thought it was so funny. Really? <laughs> they thought it. They were like, what is this shit? They loved it. They absolutely loved it. Uh, yeah, took a cab back, did two shows. I, could, I, I was zonked. And I was zonked the whole next day, too. And I think oh, I drank yeah. too much on Saturday, so I didn't even get a good night's sleep on Saturday night. I drank, I drank too much. Must have been Saturday because that's when you started drinking. I mean, it was Saturday, and then and then I, uh, yeah, I think I just uh, like I've been on a little bit of a tear when my liver liver results yeah. came back okay. I was like, I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> you kind of wanted them to be bad, didn't you? Well, they they were like they were uh, they weren't great. Yeah, but they I mean they weren't perfect, but they weren't bad. She was like, yeah, it just looks like you're going through a cold or something. You should yeah. be fine. Yeah, but um. But and I've had that before. She's like, it could be a cold, it could be anything. Don't worry about it. Right. Um. But uh. But yeah, I I I've been on a tear. Last night is you're okay. so fucking glad. So last night stay. we're all hanging out and we were already hanging out late. It was already three a.m. and the Funny Bone staff just like herds everybody out like fucking cattle. Yeah. Well, I didn't understand why she did that. I don't know how that happened, and I was so tired and had plenty of drinks in me that I was just like, all right. If we're leaving, we're leaving. That's fine. I figured everybody was leaving. Yeah. And then when I got back to the condo, I saw that you had texted me and called me. You said you were still there. Yeah, I was still and there. And I, I, I called you, and I was like, I'm going to come back. And you're like, no, don't worry about it. We're leaving. Yeah, and then, and then we never left. <laughs> we're we, still there. We stayed there until extremely late, like yeah. 4.30 in the morning. And then uh, I'm going to keep everyone's names out only sure. because they're real people. Right. And I've learned that real people don't like to be named. They don't mind. People don't mind telling the truth when you don't say their name. Right. And and they regret that you didn't say their name. Yeah. But when you do say their name and you do say the truth, they consistently say that that never happened. Right. I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> right. about. And so and and I'm and look I don't have an and I'm not married to any. Um, I'm not married to any lies. Like I don't right. need to lie. My wife knows I drink. I don't cheat on her. Right. I like like uh, and we <clears throat> we we kind of signed up for a different kind of life. I'm totally untethered. And like so, we yeah. we go up and talk about ourselves all the time. We talk about our demons. We talk about. I'm really honest, man. The craziest shit that we've ever done and the things we're kind of ashamed of are the most entertaining. We signed on for that. I mean, you talk about robbing a train. Yeah. I, I mean, like, that's a crime. That's an international crime. Oh yeah, I broke the law on a fat class trip. Yeah. Now the, the, here's. <clears throat> I've always said this, but like all the kids in my class have always said, yeah, yeah, that happened because I don't really name any of them personally. Right, right. So in a weird way, it's like almost like they want to be like, I was there. Yeah. But like if I said their names, I guarantee they'd be like, hold on. Like it's once you attach them, that's why I left yeah. that guy. But I wrote it in the book, but and it's so long ago that, but there was a guy that robbed the train with me. There was yeah. a guy in my class. His name's John. Oh, so there's another guy. There was another guy. I, I leave him out because yeah. I know for a fact that if I can't say his name, it's pointless to even bring him up. Yeah, and so and so, and it heightens it to say it was just me. But in the book, I had to be honest. There yeah. were people there; they know they know exactly what happened. Right. Um, <clears throat> but like, people don't want to. So so anyway, one of the people last night was fairly fucked up. Yeah. 
and was like, uh, let's go to Waffle House. Was a group <laughs> That's of never us. a sober decision. There was a group of us, and all that showed up was two of us. <laughs> and I proceeded to eat. I got a double cheeseburger with bacon on That's it. That's beautiful. I got hash browns with cheese and chili on it. That's them. beautiful. And I shouted that I was famous, and I deserved better. <laughs> Remember you, we were walking Fucking. out the night before? I think it was Thursday night. We're in an alley, and there was like three girls in the alley. Love and you're like, saying I'm famous. You're like, hey, girls, I'm famous. I love saying it because it's such a ridiculous statement because I'm clearly not famous. But no. if someone recognizes me, it's even funnier because right. then I look like a fool. Right, right, so, right. And so the girl last night was like, how famous are you? I said, very. She goes, famous enough that, one, that my Instagram of you eating a cheeseburger drunk is going to get some hits? I go, you Instagrammed that? She was like, I sure did. I wonder if that came up today. Oh, but we can't say whose it is, huh? No, th- you should you should repost it. Um, fucking, hey Bert, Brandon. Okay, Brandon's picking us up at seven. Okay, cool. Um, we have like forty minutes. Um, right on. I'm so fucking hungry. because I did I didn't eat at like five in the morning. Got dropped off at like five thirty, and then yeah. I slept until like three. Right. So it's like a solid twelve hours of not eating. Yeah. No, that's good. That always feels good, doesn't it? Oh, I, I always feel like I, I didn't don't... feel bad this morning. Oddly enough, I felt actually really good. I was actually pretty you know impressed. Because those big-ass fucking cheeseburgers, that will knock the alcohol right out of your system. Yeah. That cheeseburger, that grease really kind of... And, it- and if you can get to bed while you're sobering up... See, so if you go to bed drunk, you get a bad night's sleep. Yeah. You know, because you don't actually sleep. You go straight to the fourth stage of sleep. No REM sleep. I'm debating, it's on, like- I'm debating on not drinking tonight and just oh, sleeping. Yeah? What is it? One yeah, one show you can get through one show. Yeah, I should to be healthy. Yeah, but I don't. Know, we'll see how that goes. You yeah. know how hard that is because people think I'm a phony if I don't drink. Right, right. I mean, they get pissed off if I don't do a shot with them, and I'm like, yeah, I just had seven fucking shots. That's that's on them though. You don't have to live up to their thing. They feel like they're a part of it, but they haven't put in the work to do the stand up that you've done. The material you've done. Uh, sometimes I don't it's think like they, they just, even care if I do stand up. It's I, like sometimes. when you're like lifting up a couch, <laughs> and then like, and you're carrying a couch a long way, and then somebody just comes up and puts their hand on it right at the last minute. Yeah. They want to feel like they're a part of it, but they haven't done shit. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like they don't even care if I. Well, you know what's really fascinating, by the way, and I. <clears throat> do you know that the girl that was. The girl that was selling books with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you want to tell this story? Do you know who she? Do you know who she was talking to the entire time? No. The guy who sat in the green room with us on the, for the second show. Uh, uh, hold on. That was her boss. Oh, that was her boss. Yeah. That was weird. Okay, so on Friday Isn't that night, bizarre as shit. What? She wrote it out like, and I, look, I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not shitting on anybody. Yeah. She was a very sweet girl. Absolutely. But like we get to the club and she's in the green room. She's got all the books. Which, which is rare, by the way, like that very someone's rare, in usually. the green room. Very rare. Well, which was odd because we didn't understand what she was doing in the green room with us and why she was sitting with us. I thought she was Jonathan's girlfriend. Oh, really? <laughs> That's so which funny. Which is still a no-no. Like you don't yeah. bring your girlfriend in the green room. You do not bring you your girlfriend. You don't bring anyone in the green room. Green rooms for comics only. Yeah, and comics that are only working that week most she of the time. She was very clear. That she would be staying for one show. Yeah. That they were only selling for three shows, even though we had a show on Sunday. Yeah. They were only selling for three shows. That the book co- the, that the bookstore had no real interest in being there. Yeah. And that um, and that 
I wasn't really helping anybody by doing this. Uh-huh. And that maybe I should just sell them on my own because this is just silly. Oh. Like, kind of. She was like, she was like, I was like, well, I think it's good for independent books. Because I know that, like, Philly, when I, when, when I sold in Philly, the independent bookstore was like, hey, you really made our weekend. Like, we just sold cool. an extra 150 yeah, of books, course. 170 of bucks. Of course, books. you're selling extra books. People don't buy books anymore. You just did yeah. an, an hour advertisement for it, an hour and yeah. a half advertisement. And she was you like, fed them full of drinks, and then you send them into the bookstore. Yeah, and she was you know? like, she was like and, and they told me in Philly, they're like, you know, to, the seven, 170 books is like, a, you know, for just a, a couple hours of me sitting. And the, it was the girls' bookstore in Philly. Yeah. And she was like, for me, sitting at a club, drinking beers, and selling 170 books – I, by the way, that's a great fucking weekend. It's Thank you. Fun. And I was like, "Thank you." And she yeah. made me feel awesome about the process. So I called the publisher and I was like, "Hey, independent bookstores, every tr- every show, I want them. They're fun." Right. So then we go to, to Des Moines. A lot very of nice, time. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. But you can run into slackers that way. Independent yeah. bookstores. That the stereotype of independent bookstores is the I'm better than this. I don't need this. And, I'm an author. And I'm an but author. I'm not published. What's your book? Oh, you're just famous. <laughs> Fuck your book. I, you're not a real author. So it's like if we went to open for Stevo. Right. It's like you're not a real comic. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shit, I gotta bleep that out. So 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 the girl. So in Des Moines, the guy was just the guy was the other the other stereotype, which is. He has a real passion for books and not technology. Right. So he brought a credit card swiper from 1980, <laughs> and the line was through the through the roof. But he just couldn't get through it because he had to write down yeah. everyone's information, and it took forever. So he'd swipe it, yeah. and people just started leaving, and they were like, "Fuck it." And he only yeah. sold like 70 books, and he was like, "I thought we'd do better." And I was like, "I go well, I think that maybe the technology." So I called the publisher and I go, "Hey, can you see that they have like a like a, there's." Technology is so easy now. All you can have to do is swipe a credit card into your phone, yeah. and it's charged. And they were like, we can't really do that. But we've got independent booksellers. They're like, up. it's still 1998 here at the bookstore, yeah. at the independent bookstore. So, um, so, so. So this time around. The girl's like, the girl. I was she's like, in the green room, and like, you know, I'm a little bit nervous before the show, and I'm checking my hair in the fucking mirror. She's like, your hair looks fine, dude. You dude, know? Yeah. <laughs> I totally busted my balls. Yeah. And I'm like, who is this? I still don't even really know who she is. Yeah, and like I, I go to change shirts. And I take my shirt off. She's like, whoa. Yeah. And, like, I, and I was like, and, I, and she's like, oh, yeah, that one looks okay. That'll do. It's like, but what are you doing? She's very comfortable. Absolutely. But she's very blunt. blunt which, yeah. is, by the way, which are two things I do like. Right. I do like, but she's like, yeah, you're not doing us any favors by having us do this. We don't want to be here. She said that? Yeah, she was like, she was like, she's like, I mean, it's cool or whatever, but like. She was like, you know, we we do really well. We have Hillary Clinton coming in next week. And I was like, well, okay. And she was like, you know, and we're not an independent bookstore. We're owned by Books a Million, and we don't really give a fuck. It's corporate. And oh we were my like, God. okay. So I was like, all right. And so we go to sell books at show. Yeah. And she doesn't come out. She doesn't come out. She's not out. She's not out. She's in the green room. She's she plans on spending the whole night in the green room. And, she, and so like half the crowd walks out, and then she catches the tail end. Yeah. And then... And then, and and is kind of like she didn't have a table set up for her. She didn't like. Yeah. She kind of just had like a book out, and it was like it was bad. I think we sold like fucking ten books, right, or five books. But it right. was not a lot. And last week in Des Moines, like people were just jumping over top of each other to get these books. And so then she comes in the green room. She's like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna leave." And I went, <laughs> "Oh, I but go, we need you." I go, "What?" And she's like, "I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I think they're gonna just sell both shows tomorrow." 
And I went, Without okay. you, who's going to neglect to sell the books? She goes, I called my boss, and I'm just going to go. And uh-huh. I was like, okay, i got to tell you what. Go and tell them not to come tomorrow and tell them to send all the inventory back. I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. She's like, excuse me? I go, it's too much pain in the ass. I don't want to fucking deal with it. I go, I don't want to sit up here and pimp a book that no one gives a fuck about. Right. And I go, if no one gives a fuck, then no one gives a fuck, and I get it. Yeah. And then she felt like guilty. She was like, well, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. I said, well, no, I don't care either. Right. And I'm like, fuck it. She was like, well, let me call let me call in. Yeah. So then she calls her boss. Now, I'm imagining like a 55-year-old dude who's up to his eyes in books, <laughs> like fucking overwhelmed. And he's like, we don't fucking need it. This is fucking pointless. Right. We, ha- we, right. Are, we are understaffed here. People are lined up right. getting Hillary Clinton's book. Right. And so I'm like, she's like, oh, here, here's the deal. Why don't I... Just sell before your sh- – I go, can you just – how about this? I go, how about you go out and sell before the show? While they're sitting out there, yeah. go out and sell books. Right. I'll go out with you. We'll move a ton of fucking product. Right. She's like, well, let me call my boss. And she calls her boss. She was like, I can stick around for the second show. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah. And then she slips up. She fucks up so bad. And tells us. But everything makes sense all of a sudden when she says. I'm a comic. <laughs> gotcha. And we were like, that's what this energy is. <laughs> yeah. You're I got sh- to make the comics laugh because I'm a comic. Yeah. You know, she was trying to make us laugh and stuff. And we were like, and, we, and I. and You jumped on that like a fucking puma tiger. I was like, awesome. You're doing a guest set. She's like, what? And, sh- and the real girl that I, the, the real little girl in her yes. connects. Like, all, whatever she's been putting out to not be right. vulnerable to us, yeah. the real, the, the comic vulnerability, the vulnerability right. that is what's precious in people shows right. up. And she's like, I can't do a guest set. And I was like, oh, you're doing one. The panic has started. I go, you're a comic? You do a fucking guest set. She was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I can't, hold on, hold on. I don't have my notes. I haven't been on stage in a year. And- <laughs> I was like, I don't give a shit. First you go, first you go, you're a comic and you didn't watch the show? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's right. And I go, go, you're a comic and you didn't watch the show? She was like, I didn't watch the show. I just sat back here and smoked. And I was like, I was like, wait. I go, listen, I I don't mean to sound like egotistical. You're talking about two really fucking talented comics that, that are, that are, that, we got resumes. Yeah, like and we, we got skills. We've yeah, we're very talented comics. Right. You didn't watch the fucking show? She was like, Well, it's not my style of comedy. I said, You wouldn't know you didn't watch the show. She goes she I can tell by the way Matt checks his hair, I wouldn't like the show. Yeah, she's like, It's not my style. And yeah. I go, You didn't watch it and she's like, It's all men's stuff. And I go, Hold on, you didn't see any of the show. Right. You don't have you don't have a right to say that. Right. She was like And I go, You're definitely doing a guest set. She fucking panics. And she panics time. like she panics like I haven't seen anyone panic like that. She was really going outside time. to smoke. Yep. She was calling this person. She was guzzling. She called booze. her dad. Yeah, she yeah, like yeah, I yeah. mean though was, she pounded a beer. Right. She's smoking cigarettes out the ass. Yeah. She goes on stage and she does good. She I gotta has, tell you, she looked confident. She did, all I did yeah. was watch it through a window, but she looked confident. She was very she's comfortable. She had great stage presence. Yeah. She, she her writing's still young. Right. And and you could tell when she got uncomfortable towards the end, she started saying fuck a lot. Yeah. But she did really good. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. got off and her energy's totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was and I told her before that I go, listen, here's the deal. You cannot live your life 
And you can just go back to the bookstore. Right. Or you can live your fucking life. Right. You can go on stage and you can seize the fucking day. Yeah. And you can go to bed tonight victorious that you fucking did it. Right. You got up and you lived your fucking life. Yeah. That you didn't watch it pass you by. And she was like, you, I can see that connect with her. And she's like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then she got up, she did it, and she was beaming. She came out, sold books. Looked at me and she was like, are you going to be here for a little while? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I'm going to go drop the books off at the store. I'm going to come back and drink. She hung out. And she hung she out partied. until like fucking four in the morning with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we yeah, had yeah. a great fucking time with her. And it was like such an interesting lesson. That's how life works. Like the more you leave the house, the more you get into. And if you really take opportunities when they're there, yeah. it can. In- I mean, I don't know what that will add up to. But it's a big moment. And it lets you know you're bigger than just Dayton, Ohio. And that there's all these possibilities and there's all this energy you can tap that into. That you're bigger than anything. You can yeah, do whatever yeah, you yeah, want yeah, in life. Yeah. You do something like that and you go, like, I just did something that scared the living shit out of me. It's one of the things that I connect with about, like, jumping out of planes and right. jumping out of, off of cliffs and, and all the fucking crazy shit I do on TV is you realize I can do anything. I right. can do fucking anything. Right. Um, and then she – and then, and then to, last night, like, the young the, – a much younger boy, like, 21-year-old kid yeah. is in there and he's like, hey, man. And he's, like, really excited. <laughs> And like I a guess, child. He looks younger than her. Yeah. Yeah. He looks he he's, lo- like, yeah. he's like 110 pounds. And he's like, he's like, I'm going to be selling for uh, the shows tonight. And I go, both or just one? He was like, I don't know. I got to call my boss. So I was like, okay. So, <laughs> so he sells for the first show and he's fine. He's fine. He's, yeah. You know, it was, he was good. And then he was like, he was like, uh, I'm, I think I'm going to stay for the second show. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, are you going to sell? And he's like, I don't know, maybe. And I was like, wait, what do you mean maybe? If you're going to stay, stay, you should sell. He was, right. like, he was like, I just got to call my boss. And then he's like, my boss is coming over. His boss comes over. His boss is like 25. Yeah, he's a his, child. He's a child too. Yeah. And, I, and, and, I, and he comes back and hangs out in the green room, just sits back there with us. Like, apparently word on the street is you hang out with the green room with the comics. Yeah, you, you know, just you hang chill out, out the back room. there. And so they hung out with us and then they both watched The Late Show. Yeah. And that kid was fucking doubled over. He loved it. I was he, watching him when I was on stage he was like and then i got off he's like you know i read some of your book man you're a good writer <laughs> i was like thanks he's like i mean i work at a bookstore i know and i right, was like right. no yeah i appreciate it and he's yeah. like, no you're good right and then we hung out with him until like three in the morning until they kicked us out what was really funny is when the owner the bookstore owner was in the green room and you're like yeah come on in you know order a beer or whatever you want and you go hey we're gonna do some cocaine you cool with that <laughs> and he got so fucking nervous <laughs> he did because he goes, uh, no, actually, that's my kryptonite. I, um, I actually, that's really what I'm into. He's like, uh, I, I have no, a real problem with that. I'm going to I'm gonna have to leave. I go, okay. I go, you might want to get up because we're going to. And I pulled out, I pulled out like my, I had, uh, I had Q-tips. Uh, yeah. So I pulled out a Q-tip case. It looks yeah. just lines of Coke. Yeah. And he's like, uh. And, I, and, and then he said something later. And I go, no, I'm fucking with you, man. We don't do Coke. Yeah, yeah, and he was like, yeah. oh, God. Yeah, yeah. But we hung out with him all night. And so it was like the lesson learned is. I told my I told my manager or my publisher I was like fuck these independent bookstores because it's like they don't really give a fuck I I, I really thought I really thought I, don't, I know I'm not famous but I thought by coming into a club and promoting an independent bookstore everyone would then go you know what let's get on there instead of Barnes and Noble not to shit on Barnes and Noble but right. I thought it was like something good for the community yeah, you know dude. keep this guy in business Barnes and Noble is going to stay afloat and I understand the corporate mentality if you had a kid down from Barnes and Noble if you had me down I wouldn't give a shit right I worked at Barnes and Noble. Right. The only person I ever cared about that did a book signing was Harmony Crin. Oh yeah, he was there. He yeah. he, wrote a, he wrote a book. Yeah, and I, I put I had his no book idea. in the front. I put every so everyone saw it when they walked in, and I fucking hooked him up. Like I was like, he's gonna sell some fucking merch. Yeah, 
And then, um, and then there were a lot of other people that came in to, write, to talk about their books. I didn't give a fuck. Right. I was like, I don't care. I never read your book. I don't know who yeah. you are. And that is the energy that you're going to get it sometimes at like Barnes and Noble. But I didn't get it when we went. We went into. I went into the Barnes and Noble in Des Moines to sign some books, and they were so excited. They were like, "Oh shit, we have an author in." Yeah, yeah, so, like, yeah. These yeah. kids were just like uh, the ki- kids. Sometimes were just like it was like you're saying. Like a lot of times they are younger, and a lot of times they are artists or authors. And it's and like you were saying, they're, they're like. I'm above this job, and I'm above people that are in the now. I'm in the future. Yeah. I'm in the new wave of authors, and anybody that's published right now is a joke. It's, that type it's of thing. Gen- general hipster, like, like uh, entitlement. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to take two seconds to think twice and that's, about this 41-year-old man who rips his shirt off. They don't, I mean, they don't even know anything about me. Right. But who's got it? I remember hearing someone say, it's a book where his face is on it. Like, apparently, a real book... Your face isn't on oh, it. Oh, is that right? Yep. Your Tell that face to Jack Kerouac, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that on the road copy's got him and Dean Moriarty. But um yeah, that's also the attitude of someone who hasn't started trying yet. It's the attitude. Because you know how many comics I shit on before I started doing comedy? Like, oh, oh. these fucking suit and tie comics from the eighties are fucking lame. Yeah. But as soon as I started eating dicks on stage, I started seeing the good qualities in everyone that gets a laugh. Yeah, basically, it's the same thing as like, as like, it's like not like. There are certain people, and we are those people that have to be accountable for what we say. Somewhat, yeah. I mean, we're comics, so everything's ultimately a fucking joke in our heads, right? And, that, and when we do get a pass, like if we make something, some something that may be racially insensitive from a politician, yeah, we can say it, and everyone knows. He's only trying to get a laugh. Exactly. But we are also accountable for you know what we say, and we know what we're thinking. It's like that 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 uh, thing I was listening to on Norton. Jim Norton had made a joke on Red Eye about uh, Eat, Pray, Love. He reviewed it, but not see, didn't see the movie. Yeah, and it was ridiculous. And this feminist blogger fucking lit him up. And then they had her on the show, and she didn't have any attachment to her points. Yeah, she was just using buzzwords to try to outrage her fans right. to attack Jim. And right. it was like, and then they, he was asking her, "But what about this?" And she was like, "Well, I don't. Yeah, I thought the, I thought it was funny." He's like, yeah. "But if you thought it was funny, <laughs> then you have to realize that it was just absurdity. That right. that's my whole point was to be absurd." And she was like, "Well, I got that." And he's like, "No, but you didn't because you said you were outraged." Right. She was like, "Well, I mean, there was one part where you said lactating." He goes, "Yes, I can't lactate." Yeah, it's the absurdness of me lactating, right. and drinking a white wine or whatever. And so, but it was like, it's like it makes me crazy because you just think to yourself, "Fucking." Own your thoughts. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I, I'm watching the. I'm watching the tree treehouse guy yesterday. Treehouse. Uh, treehouses or something. <laughs> What's that? What is that? It's on Animal a TV. Planet. Oh, okay. okay. And it's like, yeah. and it's like, and I'm and I'm thinking of a joke that's pretty funny, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fucking ty- type in this joke that this yeah. the joke isn't funny, but it's like it's like something along the lines of this guy has almost as much passion. For treehouses, as he does making TV shows about treehouses, right? Like he's really passionate about right. being on TV. Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah, there's something to that that yeah. that reeks weird to a guy who at fucking 25 said, "I want to be on TV." Yeah, like when you when you come out and you go, "I want to be on TV," and that's my goal. It, that is a hard thing to swallow. But when you say, uh, and 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 by the way, I'm not talking about any of my friends right now, right? Because all my friends are legit chefs. Yeah. When you talk, when you say, "I want to be a chef." But your real goal is to be on TV. That you have no attachment to being a fucking chef, right? Like, like, like. There's, and I'm thinking of one guy in particular. Yeah. But like, it's like, it's like, 
dude, follow your passion. I'm passionate about passionate people. When right. people have passion, it's beautiful. And this guy seems like he has passion about treehouses. And then halfway through, I'm like, I don't think he gives a fuck about treehouses. Right. He gives a fuck about being on TV. He wants that, like, that grill on TV. If you could leapfrog that out of a, sh- out of a show where he t- talked about luggage, he'd do that. Yeah. He doesn't have any passion about what the fuck he does. I'm passionate. I'm just... I am passionate about m- me being funny. Yeah. I'm passionate about comedy. Right. And I'm passionate about travel. I'm passionate about travel because for fucking 10 years before I was on the Travel Channel, all we do is travel. Right, right. That's all we fucking do is travel. Yeah. Like, I'm, if you want to talk about fucking upgrades on airplanes, I can talk about it ad nauseum. <laughs> right. Any comic can talk about fucking airlines, Airports. fucking luggage, yeah. um, uh, car rentals, right. hotels, what, like, best places to eat. Yeah. We, that's what we do. Right. And it's like, and so, so, but I said at 25, I was like, I want to be on TV. So I'm watching this guy, and the tree house guy, and it's Here's the problem is it's actually a pretty good show. <laughs> and like, it's about treehouses? It's about treehouses. Like houses. really good treehouses? A fucking really badass treehouse. Okay. It, it could have been on DIY. Gotcha. It would have been better. It would have been, had a better home on DIY. I don't know what it's doing on, okay. f- on a- Animal Planet. Right. But it's, it's, it should have been on DIY because it's pretty fucking badass. Right. And, um, and, um, and then I was like – and then I thought logically like most sometimes bloggers don't. I thought what attachment do I have to mocking this guy? Right. I don't have any attachment. I'm actually kind of enjoying a show a tad bit. Yeah. And I'm sitting here watching it, and he's got me doing what a lot of times I don't do for people. Right. Sit, he's got me sitting here thinking about him and his show. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't have any attachments to those feelings. I hope this guy keeps making treehouses. Sure. Like, I don't care. Sure. I hope he makes TV. I hope he makes does whatever he wants in his life. Yeah. I was like, eh, I'm not going to shit on him. Right. I'm going to watch a show. I actually am kind of interested to see what CeeLo Green's going to sing. Yeah. So CeeLo Green she comes into the treehouse and yeah. sings a song, and the guy can't dance, and I'm like, he's a genuine person. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't say something shitty. But so many people. Sometimes are, you got to hold on that tweet, folks. Hold Sometimes on you got to hold yeah. on that tweet. It's like I was like, I'm not going to say a fucking word. You got to know when to hold him. Like, I want to fold him. I'm going to I'm going to Florida. Yeah. In like two weeks, and I'm I'm going to. Alabama at the end of this week. Yeah. And I am shaving my head, shaving my beard, and I'm getting rid of my phone. Oh, yeah? I'm Are you going to take a phone. week off? I'm going to let Leanne have her phone. If anyone wants to get in touch with right. me, they can call Leanne. Yeah. But I'm not going to tweet. I'm not going to text. I'm not going to fucking email. I've, I've had fucking thing. I've had this fantasy of deleting my Facebook and Twitter accounts, which I will never do, but I, I, I just have this fantasy of it because I get so involved now that I have an iPhone just... Checking the god thing, goddamn thing all day long, and just random people just writing me shit. Sometimes isn't nice. Facebook. Sometimes just distracting, or they want me to answer a question that I'm not in the mood for. And no disrespect to my fans out there, but sometimes it's like, why do I check this every fucking ten minutes? There was a guy. There was a guy I did on my podcast. I said, "Hey, everyone, send out questions." I haven't posted it yet. Yeah. But like, uh, everyone, send out questions. I'm going to reply to all your questions. One of the guys sent like a kind of a shitty question. <laughs> And it as, was like as they do, and I and I and I and like an idiot, he left his phone number on there. Oh, so I called him. I called him, yeah. and I and I not confronted him, but I said, "Hey, yeah. I want to reply to your. I want right. I want to hear you out, and then I want to reply and tell yeah. you what I think is the answer you're looking for." But my assistant was with me, though my assistant in Denver, yeah, uh, Heidi, and she was really bothered by the question. She was like, "Why would someone say that to you?" Right. And then I was like, I answered it, and I think he was comfortable with it. <clears throat> and then I went online, and he tweeted me. And I realized, oh, this guy's tweeted me shitty things a lot. Yes. Like, he's actually tweeted me. I actually contemplated muting him. Yeah. Because he says things that are a little mean. Then there's this girl 
on Twitter that only tweets me like nasty things. Right. And then somehow she needed me. Yeah. And she was like, oh my God, Bert, big fan. Like so proud. Right. And I was like, hold on. You've been shitty to me. And it's like, I think people think because we're comics, we love to hurt each other's feelings. That's what it is. And it's like, they, and they're like, they're like, uh, so uh, your liver results, you're going to die and leave your family alone? And I was like, yeah. Uh, hey, man, I'm a real fucking human being right. with real emotions. Right. They don't you understand. Can't, you can't light me up like that. Right. Because then it gets in my head and I go, is that how people see me? Right. And and like, it was like... Uh, I blocked somebody on their first tweet before. Like the dude, it was the dude's first tweet and it was busting my balls. And yeah. his second tweet was like, hey, full charge, that was my first tweet. Go easy on me. And I just fucking blocked him. I muted him. <laughs> because it dude. was really mean, whatever it was. And he only had like one follower. <laughs> Rory Scoble. You know Rory Scoble? Yeah. Rory Scoble and I were talking about it on Twitter yesterday about blocking versus muting. Yeah, I, I saw love, you guys talking about that. I love that. muting people. What is muting? I never heard of this. Muting is vaporizing them. Okay. It makes them dead. Yeah, you, you send them to an island, and they don't know they've been sent to an island. No canoe because they oh they don't even know they're talking to you. They're in uh, the Truman Show. Yep. They have no idea. They're shouting in a room that no one can hear them in. <laughs> it's better than blocking. When you block someone, they go, "I got to him." Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, to yeah, his yeah. head. Fuck that guy. I exactly, got to him. exactly. That's why I don't block that much. But muting—that's a new option. Or is muting? That just... I mute the fuck out of everybody. Oh, you motherfuckers then, gonna get muted? And then someone said to me yesterday, "So let me get let me get this right. You follow us, then you mute us all." I was like, <laughs> "I know. I it. wish." Um, I fucking I went through and muted. you're like, "My book's out, motherfucker." I'm muting you. I mute the fuck out of people because I'm like. I'm like I don't I, you shout shout all you want yeah you want to say something nasty say it I won't hear it you, you better tag someone else in it you know it's funny <clears throat> if someone pisses you off and they write you if you go on their profile you can start to get reality you can start to like calm down a little bit because first of all they'll have like twelve followers so yeah. no one can see it no one can see it really people love and starting then shit. you go on their all you look at all their tweets they don't tweet anything of their own. They just tweet nasty shit at everyone that has a podcast. I saw a dude, he tweeted, he tweeted, the one thing was shitty to me, <clears throat> I go to his profile and he's like, I've been blocked by Jen Kirkman, Brody <laughs> Stevens, Brian Redband, Tom Segura, and that was his, that was his profile. I've been blocked by that. I get, only- I, I get in your head. It's the only reason he got on Twitter and he fucking ruined it for himself. Yeah. He's 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 and I, so I just muted him. I was yeah. like, I was like, shh. That's like those, no one wants to hear you anymore. That's, and you don't know it. <laughs> exactly. Go to your room and keep talking. That's like they did. Some guy in Florida did the same thing. Basically, you went on his profile and he and he's like, I he basically put in his profile, I pissed off all of Bert's friends. Yeah. So Bert then has to go and fucking mute him. Just like when I went to Florida and some dude said. That uh, we talk about this on Murray's podcast, but he's like, "Yeah, you know, I got in a fight with Burt Kreischer and I got in a fight with Tom Segura." And then he's like, "So you want to hang out?" I'm like, "No, those are two uh, of my best friends." <laughs> what the fuck are you talking? That was a comic. I remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, it's so funny. It's, I still don't remember that guy. But and he should just let it go because I won't remember him. You should always let it go, like because it's not going to be a problem for him if he keeps his mouth shut. Even if you do remember it, his best bet is to keep his mouth shut. And plow forward, oh, talk and he's showing up at the club. By the way, I said the wrong name of the girl, and uh, and I said, uh, and I totally did never correct myself. It's a total different person. This is I on said Ro- the name. Someone texted me, 
someone listened to that podcast? Yeah. And who did we work with in Tampa that week? We worked with a couple of people. We worked with a girl that was an MC. No. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, 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 yeah. But she um, worked at the club. Someone texted me and they're like, I'm laughing hysterically because every name you said on this podcast is the wrong name of that person. <laughs> really? Yeah. Who was it? I, I forget the comic, but it was a comic. He was like, just so you know, yeah. you said the wrong name and other comics the entire fucking time. Right. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. But, yeah, I don't understand the, the shittiness. Yeah, and he was even there that night for no reason. I've had to stop myself. It's very, it's a very natural reaction. Yeah. You feel powerless in your house. Yeah. You're watching something on TV or you're listening to a podcast. And ha- God forbid you already feel kind of shitty. Yeah, well, you're powerless. You, know? you have no... You have no I, I, and I, by the way, I'm not shitting on you for... Being powerless, I felt right. powerless oh. yesterday. I felt powerless. Oh, at least once a day. This guy with a better show yeah. than me. Yeah, and I went. I went. I'm going to put him in his place. <laughs> Fuck this guy. <laughs> Fuck this guy. I got one show that's mediocrely sold in Des Moines or in right. D- Dayton. Yeah, and I don't know how the late show is going to be, but I'm imagining less. And guess what? It's your fault, Treehouse. It's your house fault, Treehouse guy. <laughs> and you're going to take it in the chin like we're in prison because I fucking. Ass. I will show you how fucking good I am. Yeah. So fucking, but I chose not to do it. And I was like, oh, thank God I didn't do that. Yeah. Let's hypothetically say Animal Planet calls me up and they're like, we want to build your daughter's a treehouse. Right. And then I'm like, oh my God, I hope you never read that tweet. <laughs> I know a girl. Well, I don't know her. I just kind of like write back and forth with her on Twitter. She was writing for a magazine and uh, she's a funny tweeter. She's also a model. That doesn't hurt. Uh, and she got fired from a writing job because they went through her Twitter. I know who this is. And they saw her tweet from two years ago. I know who this is. Yeah. She's a, she's a funny girl. Uh, her name's Melissa Stetton. Is that who it is? Yeah. She was writing for I, Sassy or something? She was writing for like XO Jane or Jane XO yeah. or somebody. And she... How did I see this? It's on Twitter. She's, she's a big tweeter. And she... Well, the joke... She dated she dated Anthony, Anthony yeah. from Opie and Anthony. Yeah, 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 yeah. I fucking listened to this on Opie and Anthony. Yeah, okay, there you go. There you go. The joke she made was probably It was I know what the joke is. I read the whole it? thing. I think it was racist. I'm slightly obsessed with this girl. What is it? She made a joke about how she goes, Yeah, I touched a Mexican on the bus and now I have um, some kind of airborne illness. I forget what it was. She said she was making fun of a movie plot. Uh, oh, no, no, no. I, I sat. It was, yep, it was about the movie. Um, yeah, and she said, Oh my God, I just touched an Asian, on, an Asian on a bus. Do you think I have uh, Contagium? There you go. Yep. It was a reference to a movie. It was a reference to a movie. And by the way, it's, it's, it's neither here nor there whether it's funny. It's the attempt at being funny that I always applaud, even though, <laughs> even though it's a little maybe misguided. But yeah. I get it. I actually right, right, get right, it. Right, right. When you say contagium, I get the joke, and sure. I go, "Oh, I saw that movie." And by the way, I'm oh, like, like I've definitely thought, like in like uh, like in a casino, like that's how she got it was gambling. I'm gonna get it gambling. I can't touch these chips and touch my mouth. Like I didn't, but like that's where right. I would have probably gone with it is yeah. a gambling reference, or if I saw pigs, it happened because right. of pig blood. Yeah. But um, but yeah, she did that, and then, and then. Wait, keep going with the story because I don't remember it totally. Uh, as far as I know, I read what she wrote about it. It just kind of went back and forth a she, lot. Her, her, and she apologized, and then she made another tweet, and they, they took that tweet as being like trumping her apology and disrespecting her apology. Hashtag I didn't really mean They made me do it. They made me do it. <laughs> what is the joke? We were talking about like – Don't, don't bring apo- it up. Don't bring it up. Okay, I don't want to okay. talk about oh, it. Right, 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 right. Hashtag they made me do they it. They made me do it. <laughs> That's if you're doing an apology. You have yeah, yeah, if you do an apology and you hashtag they it, they me made do me it. do it. We thought you brought that up hashtag last night. Hashtag I'd get room. fired if I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag they're still watching me. 
Hashtag I got a mortgage to pay. <laughs> but no, but I mean, fuck, dude. I, uh, I, she wrote a very big apology and said that she, I was young. Apologize to I the was. whole office. I was hanging out with, uh, with a comic yeah. who made racially insensitive remarks. And quite honestly, I thought those were funny. And she did that. Anthony said, what you think, brother? Who the fuck's this? I don't know. 81813? I screwed up the... D- oh, fucking... It's one of my buddies. Um, so he's... Uh, she she apologized. She had to do it because she used to do Anthony's compound show. Okay. And she'd do it drunk. And she'd right. say a lot of racially insensitive <laughs> things. That's from... Because I've seen the compound show. She's yeah. hot as fuck. Oh, she's cute as a butt. And so she would say really racially insensitive yeah. and morally insensitive and, and devoid of any moral in, in, insight whatsoever. But, like, that's part of Anthony. That's Opie and Anthony. Right. It's like I went on Opie and Anthony recently. I made a comment that, like, that like whatever... I, I, there, were, there was a Duke had just come out with a list of things that were not... That were uh, sexually insensitive. Yeah. And one of them was no homo. And I was like, so funny. I first heard that on this show. Right. And, th- and then you're thinking, for, so they're my ground zero for, <laughs> for sexually insensitive stuff. That's right. where I'm getting it from is right. this show. Right. And I'm on this show and I'm like, and then they said that you can't say tranny anymore. And Jimmy and Anthony and Opie lost it. They're like, what are we supposed to fucking call them? And I was like, guys, I think if you're picking one off the side of the street, you can probably call them a tranny. Sure. But we're talking about the child who's not comfortable with sexuality. Right. That is not going to sell his body for sex. Right. Or do porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't call him a tranny. No, you can't. He's like, a kid. He's a kid. Like, so, and they were like, and then I think Opie was like, wait, what do you mean the kid? <laughs> no, I, like, like, we all had the insight that only people that are transgender yeah. uh, also then work in the sex industry. <laughs> like, no <laughs> That's one just, an automatic. Yeah, no one just drives a truck. <laughs> And so no one just works at fucking Krispy Kreme. Yeah, it was like what they do that too. Yeah. So, um, but then she, what was the tweet she sent out? Uh, I don't know. But the tweet it's, she sent it, out was it, like, it was like it almost sounded like she was goofing on the apology she made. If you took, if you looked for that to be yeah. what she was saying. Um, yeah, I, saw, I heard that on Opie and Anthony. That's the best thing I ever got was this fucking app where you can listen to Opie and Anthony or Stern. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, it yeah. by doing Opie and Anthony. Roland hooked me up with it, and it's the greatest. I fucking listen to them all the time. Nice. I woke up the other morning because uh, Stanhope was on uh, Stern, and I just fucking oh, that's beautiful. Just turned my phone on, and he was on, and I was yeah. like, "Fuck yeah!" Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, I heard that. It, it's weird because you know. As comics and even as people that fucking write on the internet, you kind of have to cross boundaries and, and break a little rules and say some insensitive things sometimes to get a laugh. Well, I stopped tweeting when I was drunk, so I would, I would tweet things. I, I tweet negative things when I was drunk, and I'd look at them and go, oof, too much. I t- well, I tweeted something the other day, and I thought, I thought it was actually pretty funny. Yeah. But I didn't realize that what I'm tweeting is – I didn't realize the way it was received. Yeah. I'm going to delete it right I now. I did a podcast drunk with uh, Brett Ernst. I'm still editing that fucking thing because just so many things. I'm like, is that me? And like, Ernst I think I'm going is, to AA. I got yeah. a terrible personality when I drink. <laughs> terrible. It's not even like, it's not even offensive. It's just like, ugh. Yeah. You know? <laughs> fucking. I don't Ernst. want that out there. I did. Uh, it I, will come out. Eventually, it will come out. By the way, it sucks that you can't, that you can't just tell stories out of school. Yeah. Like, by the way, which is all I fucking do. Right. Is like, tell you stories about. Ernst, like we did a pilot for uh, TBS a long time ago called Frat House. Yeah. And it was so funny, but none of the shit, like it's so funny, but then I'm afraid that people would think I'm making fun of Brett or 
yeah. uh, or Theo, but right. I'm not. Right. I, it's just so fucking funny. Yeah. Like, it's so, like, like, I, and this is one of my favorite stories, but like, th- we had this, we like put a line, on, we put an ad out on, uh, on like, um, on Craig's space, Craigslist, Craigslist, of is there any guys going through a midlife crisis that want to join a fraternity? Uh-huh. Let's relive our past. Right. And we got real people going through real midlife crises. Like one of the dudes is dead now from a heart attack. Uh-huh. A couple, one guy got married and didn't really want to get married. Yeah. One guy was a returning a soldier from Afghanistan who had PT- PTSD. Yeah. Post-traumatic P- PTSD. Yeah. And, um, and... I mean, everyone had a real fucking issue. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, real, like, not TV-made, real issue that they wouldn't bring it up on TV. Right, right, right. And, um, and the one with PTSD, when he got drunk, he started, like, smiling crazy. Like, <laughs> and, and, uh, and Brett, we're on this fucking bus, and we steal a goat. And, like, and, like, this guy that, by the way, was, who I'm certain is probably sober now. Yeah. And is was one of the funnier fucking people I've ever met that should have been a stand up but just never got into it. Yeah, yeah. He steals the goat. I mean he's like a total real criminal. Like he's a real he's spent some time in juvie. Yeah. He breaks in this guy's house fucking barn, steals a goat. And what's crazy is production wise, we knew that we had a place where we could go get a goat. Yeah. So like they told us like we're, we want you guys to tell them to go steal a goat, right? And then, and then, right up the street, we're gonna go steal a goat. So we're like, all right, guys, we're gonna go steal a goat. And we need like a, a an, an animal for this fraternity, yeah. And the guy, this kid's like done, and he just darts off, and we all follow him. And Brett's going, the house is that way, <laughs> and so we break into a fucking someone's house and really steal a fucking goat. Right. And then we bring the goat on the fucking bus, and we're all sitting back there. And in my head, I'm like, I'm a big animal guy, yeah. So I'm kind of like. This isn't really cool for the goat, and it's right. shitting and pissing, and yeah. we're in a fucking big limo, right. and it's uncomfortable, and we're very drunk. We've been drinking all day, yeah. and Brett goes, someone someone needs to christen this fucking goat, <laughs> and the soldier with PTSD takes a fucking champagne bottle and brains the goat, just, Kling! and it shatters. Oh, on the goat's head? On the goat's head, but on his horns. Like oh, where his my God. Horns are. And, go, you know, goats are like rams. They're, they're, yeah. Their heads are built to fucking... With, with whole tr- like, ram into shit. It'll never, it'll never, like, it'll never see the light of day. Because, ultimately, someone's going to say it never fucking happened. Yeah. But, and so, when I saw it, I went, it got silent. Yeah. And then Brett says, very fucking funnily, he goes... I think the goat had it coming to him. <laughs> and it gets a big laugh, right? Yeah. And then Brett goes, hey, can I make it, give me a single on me to yeah. the cameraman? And he's like, sure. And he's like, I'm going to do it one more time. I go, Brett, we're never going to use it. Right. And he goes, let's just have it. I go, yeah. Brett, we're never using him braining a fucking goat with right, a champagne right, right. bottle. And Brett goes, just look, look at me, Bert. And he goes, Bert, yeah, yeah. just let me get it one time yeah, clean. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, uh, put your hand there, pull it off. I think the goat had it coming to him. And 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 he goes. Everyone needs to laugh again. We lost the laugh. So I'm gonna do it one more time. And he looks at the camera and he's like, "I'm gonna do it one more time." Clean. I go, Brett. We're never gonna use this. Right. None of this is gonna be used. I can promise you. Yeah. I would not worry about getting that line clean because yeah, yeah. we cannot show right. someone harming an animal. It's illegal. It's illegal. What that? Yeah, what we're going happened. to jail if you want to get this joke in. And the fucking guy with the PTSD is just giggling like. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go back to this house and this guy would wake up every night in the middle of the fucking night yeah. and start paroling the perimeter. Perimeter. Uh-huh. Like he really was going through some shit. Right. And we we're like fucking pouring alcohol all over it. We we bring porn stars. We bring oh it was such what a, show was this? It, like we were like we we're like 
We're like, uh, oh, the fraternity show. Yeah, we're like, you guys want strippers? And they're like, yeah. And so our goal was, we're going to get fucking crazy strippers. Right. But it's like, fuck this. I know these porn stars. (laughs) So. I love me some Brett Ernst, dude. He's one of my favorite he's fucking so human funny. beings. So, so funny. We like, I mean, these girls. I mean, I came so close to cheating on my wife <laughs> and trying on camera, to, on camera <laughs> just fighting it off. Like this girl gets fucking. Like I mean, they get naked and then jump off the second story into this pool, yeah. and then I jump off the second story into this right. pool, and then one of the girls just like gets on me and wraps her legs around me, and I can't get her off, and I'm like, and you know, your dick just starts talking. Your dick's like, I'm hard. This, uh, this is happening. She's totally naked, and I'm like in a bear suit or yeah, something. Yeah. And it was just like, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> like one of the guys, one of the guys like really cheated on his wife. <laughs> With one of the porn stars, and then he's like, "I think I fucked up my marriage." And I'm like, "It's cool." I'm like, "Don't worry about it, man. Hey, look, it shit happens." You're a star now. I mean, we're you gonna get your own treehouse show. Ruining people's lives and fucking for minimum wage for their minimum wage. Oh, it was so fucking funny. Like, feel, feel, feel. I think I want to fuck one of these porn stars. And he's like, he's like, hey. Mike's the sound guy, and the sound's like it's, like, it's a reality show. And I'll cut your fucking mic, and Theo takes her into the fucking room. And the sound guy's like, hey, you want to listen to this? And I'm like, yeah, all you hear is just, I'm like, I'm good. Oh my god, that's the sound of a marriage breaking up. Uh, it was up. so fucking funny. Oh, oh the whole fucking show was so fucking funny. And then we, and then we played, <laughs> we played, we played. Football against these girls. Yeah. Like we were like, we're gonna do an activities. We're yeah. all gonna go play football. Yeah. And we hired this girl football team, yeah. the Powder Puffs or whatever, the right. Powder Puff League. And they're like, you know, ultimately, like very honestly, it's like a roller group of roller derby girls right. who are empowered and 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 I think probably the group of them are, are lesbians or lesbian adjacent. Yeah. And uh Brett Brett's the coach. I'm the coach drinking. Brett's the real fucking football coach, and he's a quarterback. Yeah. I'm not doing anything. And Brett goes up. And he's like, and by the way, they have all bats. They have all bats. And we don't yeah. have bats. Yeah. So, Brett's like, they got bats. We don't got bats. This is a fair fight. I want you to light these bitches up. And we are fucking, fucking hitting women. We are lighting these fucking women up. We are like, fucking, hold on. And these dudes are like, fucking give them the Deacon Joe's slap to the helmet. And these girls are like, I, I thought we were doing this for TV. I mean, we fucked uh, these women up. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, it was such a funny fucking show that we have like. And so it's not it's not coming out or what? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> It'll never come out. It was like 22 minutes. sell that after the show. It was 22 minutes of fucking. Oh, it was just absolute. Uh, I, I mean, I was. I got up there and the first thing they did is like they as they started showing up because like like one like people are living out of their cars and they're like hey man and they're like do you have anything you want to bring guys like nope and like get in the bus and then, and I, and I, they were like crack a beer for the first thing and I look at the producers and I was like I was like are we drinking during because I don't yeah, really drink during right, production right. and the guy goes yeah right. it's a reality show man drink yep. so I was like okay I drank straight for like four days I didn't fucking not drink and there was like a thunderstorm and it was raining and it was like i mean it was one of the funniest i mean they, they're 
they got a band. By the way, this is the best band I've ever seen, and I don't know the name of these girls. Really? They got us a band that was like, we're supposed to get a band. And I guess Theo lined it up. Theo knew them. Uh-huh. Like, everything was like... Oh, I auditioned for this show. Theo Vaughn was in this? Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, and Theo lined the band up, and they are... We, I was like, guys, you ready? We're going to have a fucking party. So we have a bunch of porn stars over there. We have... <laughs> yeah, it's a party. We have a bunch of porn stars, a bunch of strippers, some <laughs> real girls, like regular girls. Right. And then... The band is four of the hottest fucking like petite girls with not like too big a tits, but like perfect sure. tits. And their tits are covered in duct tape X's. No kidding. And their vaginas are covered in, in like a in like a duct tape. That sounds like some good music. And uh, and they don't play any instruments. They they have a band behind them. Oh, okay. And they have four microphones and then and all they do is pour whiskey down your throat. Like and and that's what they do. So they're like, who wants a shot of fucking whiskey? And the band's playing. They're like, whiskey, whiskey. And so like they're pouring vodka. And then they start right. a pillow fight. Right. And pillow feathers are going fucking everywhere. Their rider was like insane. They're yeah. like, we need cocaine. We're gonna need whiskey. Wow. We're gonna need. We're gonna need duct tape. We're gonna need feathered pillows. Twenty feathered pillows. Yeah. I mean, and it was fucking chaos. This Asian kid that didn't speak any English was like throwing up in a trash can. Yeah. Like just. <laughs> We thought he got alcohol poisoning. They called nine one one. I mean, it was fucking chaos. Uh, then we killed the goat. Oh, the, the goat ran away. Really? The goat ran away. So like, that guy just doesn't have a goat anymore. I, I have no idea. It was it was so. I mean, the poor fucking goat was. It was we were in like Bel Air in this mansion. Yeah. And this poor goat was just tied to a fucking post. Just, oh my god. And like all night long, he was tied to a post. Uh, on the tennis court. Yeah. So he was sitting on a tennis court just, <laughs> and people are like, shut your fucking goat up. <laughs> All right. All right. Hopefully we'll see the show, the show someday. Oh, we we got to go to a show right now, though. Thanks for listening, Bert. Thank you so much. Incredibly oh. entertaining. So funny. And uh, thanks for coming on the show, dude. Meet me at the ice cream truck. I'll buy you some ice cream. You know what I mean? The show is obscene, but I bet you gon' like these three dudes trying to get along. Craig Coleman and Matt Fulcheron. Don't forget to start the show. EA Dub, Eric Allen Window. Let's roll. Try to keep up. Turn up the AC stage. Eating up. Eat it up. Time to devour the full charge power hour.